Hi, I'm Greg Schaefer, and welcome to the VCM Quick Strike for Monday, September 12th, 2022. From CBSNews.com, the FBI has said that Americans lost nearly $7 billion to cybercrime last year. Now, unsurprisingly, the article goes on to state that one of the biggest problems is ransomware. A recent study from Sofa Cybersecurity found 46% of organizations attacked last year paid the ransom. The average payout was over $800,000. The article goes on to say that before deploying the ransomware, hackers have to gain access to the network with stolen usernames and passwords, and that certainly something like two-factor authentication can be a huge deterrent, my word, towards preventing this from happening. From Dark Reading, why ports are at risk of cyber attacks. No, we're not talking about IP ports here. We're talking about ports where boats dock. During the first 11 months of 2021, the value of U.S. international freight increased by more than 22%, this indicating more recovery from the pandemic. And as the article states, quote, while this increase in activity is undoubtedly welcome, more dock ships will bring a new challenge. The longer a ship is docked, the more vulnerable the port is to a cyber attack. That's because the ships often have cyber vulnerabilities that are more prevalent than maybe what you would see at a corporate headquarters or another place on land. Some of these vulnerabilities include obsolete and unsupported operating systems or unpatched system software, outdated or missing antivirus software, unsecured shipboard computer networks, critical infrastructure continuously connected with the shore side, inadequate access controls for third parties, and inadequately trained and or skilled staff on cyber risks. Now, point being is that when the ship is docked, apparently there has to be some transfer of documents and therefore some connectivity between the ship and the port authority. Now, Apparently, in 2020 alone, cyber attacks on maritime import uh, transport increased by 400%. And that was during the pandemic. So I guess if you extrapolate that out, this could become a significant issue. The FBI issues serious cyber threat alert about Vice Society. This coming to us from Cybersecurity Insiders. The FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, has issued a public statement warning residents about a ransomware spread being made by a notorious hacking firm named Vice Society. Now, apparently, this group targets schools, educational institutions in the United States. Now, the FBI also added in a statement, quote from the article, that it will work closely with Microsoft and Multi-State Information Sharing and Analysis Center of the MSISAC, and we'll be closely monitoring BTC transaction details, IP addresses, and ransom notes that will help track down cyber criminals. One thing I find a little bit interesting here is that they mentioned that they're going to work with multi-state information sharing and analysis center, the MSISAC, Um, but they don't mention RENISAC, which is the Research and Educational Network Information Sharing and Analysis Center, if I have my acronyms correctly. It's a little side note. I used to joke earlier in my career that I used to collect ISACs. I have been a member of both of those ISACs during my career. Are you a WordPress user? This one might be for you. Coming from Size Security News, WordFence, a WordPress security company, has disclosed that a zero-day vulnerability in its backup buddy plugin is actively being exploited. 
Now, this vulnerability apparently makes it possible for unauthenticated users to download arbitrary files from the affected site, which can include sensitive information, according to the statement. It stems from the local directory copy feature. This is intended to keep a local copy of the backups, but according to WordFence, the vulnerability is a consequence of an insecure implementation that can allow for an unauthenticated threat actor to download any arbitrary file on the server. Um, the advice here, according to the article, is that there is an update to it. If they update to the most latest version, that should take care of it. And if they have been compromised in any way, shape, or form, they recommend resetting the database password, change WordPress salts, and rotate API keys stored in wp-config.php. Vulnerabilities involving HP high-end business-oriented notebooks continue to be left unpatched in some devices, and this even months after that it has been revealed. It's coming from the Hacker News. So apparently, both in August at Black Hat and earlier in March, some of these vulnerabilities were discovered and reported on. But According to the article, quote, this is the disturbing part. Although HP has released mitigations to address the flaws in March and August, the vendor has yet to push the practices, the patches rather, for all impacted models, potentially exposing customers to the risk of cyber attacks. So there's a little bit of a lesson here. Don't just assume that because a vendor becomes aware of a particular issue that it will be automatically solved in a timely manner and that if you have automatic updates on your devices that it'll just magically disappear. If you use these notebooks, you might want to check your firmware, check the information in this article, and make sure you don't have an unknown vulnerability that you need to take some mitigating actions for. And then finally, from CNN, President Biden commemorated the 21st anniversary of the 9-11 attacks this past Sunday at a speech at the Pentagon, one quote, he says, it's good to remember these memories help us heal, but they can also open up the hurt and take us back to that moment when the grief was so raw. I'll have a few personal thoughts about that. 30 seconds. 9-11 is one of my generation's where were you at when it happened moment. I remember when I was a child, some of the previous moments in history might have been Pearl Harbor or when John Kennedy was killed or when man landed on the moon. Although I am old enough to remember watching one moon landing. It was probably the last one in 72. For me, certainly the Challenger disaster in 1986, I remember that vividly what I was doing and, and certainly with um, September 11th, 2001. I was working as the director of network services at Middle Tennessee State University at the time, got word of it over the internet, and I went to a local eatery on campus where they, I knew that they had TV, these big tube TVs that took this huge thing to be able to hold up there, not like the flat screens we have today, um, and got there just in time to watch the um, second plane hit the South Tower. I know everybody who witness that in real time has deep feelings about it and more so of course those who were actually on site or who had family members that perished 
whether it be on the 11th or later from those first responders who succumbed to injuries from inhaling the dust, for example, from, from all of that. That changed America forever in a lot of ways. We learned about war again, unfortunately. I was in Desert Storm, and I was always hopeful that maybe that was the last war, that the Cold War had ended, and there was such a feeling of patriotism after Desert Storm. It was unprecedented. It's like we had finally put to rest the ghost of Vietnam to an extent. But then something happened. I mean, September 11th, there was a lot of unity, a lot of unity. What happened between then and now? I've never seen this country so divided. And there's an information security angle to this. Because the more divided we are, the more distracted we are, I think, from fulfilling our mission of securing the infrastructure. We need to learn the lessons of coming together. We can disagree. That's fine. You know, the 90s was great. We had a president, President Bill Clinton was in, who was able to reach across the aisle. And so many things were done. We had budget surpluses for the first and only time in, in my lifetime. And I see, I see the division in the information security field as well, too. I've talked a little bit about what I see as bullying to an extent online. Maybe that those who are the targets of the, quote, bullying have done things that they, that are not consistent with being a proper citizen in the information security community. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we need to go low when they go low. We need to go high when people go low. It's my opinion. I like to think everything is cyclical. But so long as we're divided, our adversaries are going to continue to plug at and exploit that division. Keep that in mind as part of your overall holistic threat awareness as you continue to protect your organization's infrastructure and information assets. That's it for today. We have a great episode dropping tomorrow with Elvis Huff. He is the Information Security Officer at Wilson Bank and Trust, so don't miss that. Until then, stay secure.